The Locked On NFL podcast is previewing every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts through September 8th. There are preview episodes on the feed that you can listen to right now. Follow Locked On NFL today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. would like to welcome in all of our new and returning listeners. If you're new to the show, please subscribe, leave a five-star review. It does help other Buccaneers fans find us. It is roster cutdown day for the NFL and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by the end of today, by the end of Tuesday, or well, actually by four o'clock Eastern time Tuesday, will have to have their roster trimmed down to 53 people. And James, something you pointed out ahead of recording is that they actually don't have to have it trimmed down to 53 because the four players on the reserve COVID-19 list as of right now don't. So technically, I guess you want to call it 57 players. And then once those players, as they come off the COVID list, they will have to be uh, other moves will have to be made, but we're going to ignore all that. And Dominic and Sue, all those guys, we know they're going to be on the roster, so we're going to have them on the roster. As of right now, as we sit down to record this, guys, is always a fluid situation. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have already cut slash waived tight end Tanner Hudson, which might have been a little bit of a surprise. We'll get into these conversations as we get into our cut portion of today's episode. Antonio Hamilton, Javon Hagan, Elijah Ponder, Jake Benzinger, Jarrell Adams, and Joe Jones have all already been cut or waived by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before we get into this exercise. Now, James, we went ahead and set up, I guess what we kind of consider kind of the gimmies, right? We are we set up the gimmies of who are already going to be on the Buccaneers roster, the guys that we either know are going to be because they're like, I don't know, Tom Brady, or the guys that we know just because of common sense, like Kyle Trask, or the guys that we already know, like Patrick O'Connor, because head coach Bruce Arians has already come out and said, that guy earned his spot. So, out of all those names, we already have 40 out of our 53 roster spots accounted for, leaving 13 open for segments two and segment three that we'll get into. But before we get into segment two and segment three and our decisions that we're making for the Buccaneers in this exercise, why don't you go and run down the list just to make sure everybody's on the same page of who we kind of already credited as being on the active roster for the 2021 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, so we have three quote-unquote specialists. Uh, punter, Bradley Pinion, kicker, Ryan Suckup, long snapper, Zach Triner. Easy. You know, those guys are on the team because they have specific jobs that they have to do and nobody else on the team can really fill in for them. And then on the offense, we have the quarterbacks, Tom Brady, Blaine Gabbert, Kyle Trask. And, and David, you talked about how kind of the common sense one was Kyle Trask. And this is something that I talked about on the Blitz on 10 Tampa Bay that was on Sunday night, you can't you can't take a second-round quarterback, put him through waivers, and expect him to be there to go hide on your practice squad. The Buccaneers knew they had a tough decision when they drafted him unless they were going to carry four quarterbacks. Now, you and I might see that differently. We might see them, you know, one of us might see them carrying four quarterbacks, but you have to have Kyle Trask on the 53-man roster because another team is going to pick him up if you place him on waivers. At running back... Oh, go ahead. Before we get to the running back, so James, you said you were on the Blitz. That's on WTSP 10 Tampa Bay television channel, right? Uh, on That was on Sunday night? Yes. 
Isn't that the show that Simeon Rice is going to be on? It is indeed. I was filling in for the Simeon Rice role, I guess. Uh, you filled in for Simeon Rice on this weekend's version of the Blitz on 10 Tampa Bay WTSP. I did. Just, just making sure. Just wanted to throw that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sure Simeon's insight will be very different from mine because he will approach it as a former player who should be in the Hall of Fame. Whereas- Disagree. I'm sure he was watching and taking notes because he, he needs to learn a few things from you. All right, fair enough. I'll... I'll I will gladly take the compliment and move on. Um, At running back, we have Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, Giovanni Bernard, and Keyshawn Vaughn. Uh, Not really a whole lot to say about those. They they are what they are. Wide receiver, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson. Those to us are the clear guys that are going to make the team. Tight end, Gronk, O.J. Howard, Cameron Brait. Along the offensive line at left tackle, Donovan Smith, right tackle, Tristan Wirfs. The guards would be Ali Marpet and Aaron Stinney and Alex Kappa. And at center, Ryan Jensen and the rookie, Robert Hainsey. Now, Hainsey, that, he could be, I guess, a surprise cut. I don't see it. You don't see it. That's why he's on our kind of slam dunk list here because of how much time he missed in training camp and how he only played the one preseason game. He did have a botched fumble that resulted in a safety. But overall, I thought Robert Hainsey played really well. I think he's very clearly going to make this team mostly because of his versatility. I mean, he's a very talented player, but the fact that he can he's learning the interior of the line, he can still play on the outside of the line. That's what he did at Notre Dame. I think that makes him an invaluable member of this team. But we're going to switch it over to defense now. It was a Blaine Gabbert fumble, by the way. It was a bad snap. It, it was a bad snap. There's there's no question about it. Um, now, so we had 22 offensive players kind of signed, sealed, delivered. Boom. These guys are on the roster. On the defensive side of the ball, David, we only have 15. We have Indomitian and Sue, Vita Vea, William Golston, Patrick O'Connor, Shaquille, uh, those are our defensive linemen. At outside linebacker, uh, you have Shaquille Barrett, Jason Pierre-Paul, Joe Tryon, Shoinka. Uh, I, yeah, I, those are those are all players that were incredibly valuable, other than than Joe because he's a rookie. But between Sue, Vea, Golston, O'Connor, Shaq, JPP, those are all guys that were pivotal members of the team, pivotal members of the defense last year. Through the playoff run, those are slam dunk, easy, no question about it, as are the two starting inside linebackers. And and Levante, David, and Devin White are the only two inside linebackers we have listed as of right now as the surefire players that will be on the roster. At corner, we've talked a lot about the that quarterback or that that battle for cornerback number five, that C B five spot. Well, you and I only have three players on here as surefire uh, members of the roster, and that's Carlton Davis, Sean Murphy Bunting, and Jamel Dean. At safety, we have three surefire players again, Antoine Winfield Jr., uh, who's you know, probably going to be in the top five on the NFL's top 100 next year. Not really, but he should be. Uh, Jordan Whitehead and Mike Edwards. So, David, heading into segment two, we have 13 roster spots that we need to fill out to finish out this roster. But before we do that, we have to talk about how absolutely outstanding it is 
to win a big wad of money. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. College football, uh, University of Illinois Fighting Illini, first place in the Big Ten. This is the only time all year that I'm going to be able to say it. And so, David, you're going to let me have that, and I will enjoy it for the next couple of days until it changes. But our listeners can get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKED ON, L O C K E D O N, all one word. 100% welcome bonus when you sign up today. You can also take advantage of their opening day super promo. You make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. If you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25. That's for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action from football, basketball, boxing to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait, wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Second two here at the Locked On Bucks podcast. David Harrison and James Arco on Twitter at harrison 82 at JRCO underscore Bucks. The show at Locked On Bucks. Cut down Tuesday. Roster's getting trimmed down to 53 today by 4 p.m. Eastern as this episode is airing. And following segment one, guys, we've got 13 spots open, which, James, I mean, honestly, if you go back to one of our earlier offseason or preseason episodes, I think at the time we only predicted there was like five or six jobs open. So actually, this is more jobs than, than really we had predicted earlier on. And I think. At some point, Bruce Arians said there was like eight jobs open or something like that. So maybe a few more uh, than than we had bargained for in the beginning of the offseason, but that's how things go. And we're going to kind of take an NCAA March Madness approach to this segment here, guys. And what we're going to do is we're going to give our first five players in. So our next five players on the active roster, on the active 53-man roster to start the regular season. And then we're going to also give our first five out. And actually, James, I'm going to call a little bit of an audible because I think oh, that for the interest of the show and fluidity, we should actually go with our first five out. Then we'll give our first five in. Do you Are you okay with that? Yeah, we can do that. Okay, fantastic. So just to refresh <laughs> everybody, at the time of this recording, which is Monday evening, hopefully all the moves for the day are done. Hopefully Bruce Arians is at home enjoying some bourbon and a cigar or whatever. He's watching Golf Channel or something. Jason Light is pounding beer somewhere celebrating Another day of good work done. The Buccaneers have already cut or waived Tanner Hudson, Antonio Hamilton, Javon Hagan, Elijah Ponder, Jake Benzinger, Jarrell Adams, and Joe Jones. So my first five out, James, not including those guys. My first one is wide receiver Cyril Grayson. Bottom line here is when you look at the wide receiver depth, you're not keeping eight. You might keep seven. You might only keep six, depending on what it is. But whatever it is, you're not keeping eight. And to me, Cyril Grayson is that eighth guy. So there's no reason to, to prolong the suffering Go ahead and move him out. My next and my first five out, Jeremiah Ledbetter, the defensive lineman. Not not an easy decision to make. I really like Ledbetter. I like what he has done for the Buccaneers when he's had opportunities. Uh, he had a lot of steam going behind him for the during the 2019 training camp, and a lot of people thought maybe that was going to be his his time to grab a hold of a of an active roster spot. It really kind of never 
came to fruition completely. Um, and I just kind of feel like maybe now he's just kind of slipping behind some of these other talented guys, Patrick O'Connor and some other guys too, that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. So he's my next guy. Cam Gill is my third of my first five out. And you just look at this outside linebacker group and you look at the linebacker group in general. And again, a lot of it's going to come down to special teams contributions. I mean, the team went out and got themselves two young linebackers this off season that can contribute on the defense if they're asked to and can contribute to special teams. Again, Cam Gill, one of those guys that's just kind of sliding down that depth chart a little bit. Chris Cooper out of the defensive backs group. It's a very competitive group. Antonio Hamilton already cut, waived. I mean, honestly, I probably would have expected Chris Cooper to be waived before Antonio Hamilton, but that's just kind of the way that it is, especially in Javon Hagan as well. I would have expected Chris uh, to go before both those guys, but here we are. He's still on the roster. I just don't think it's for the long haul. And then John Molchon, offensive lineman who has played you know a role here or there, had some excitement again around him as well as a potential active roster guy. But on my first five out, he is the fifth of that group. So those are my first five out, James. Cyril Grayson, Jeremiah Ledbetter, Kim, Yo, Chris Cooper, John Wolchon, all guys that are not making my 53-man roster. Yeah, and we have some some similar picks here. Uh, not all of them, but a couple of them do line up. Uh, my first five out, uh, number one, Jose Borregales. Uh, I'm not 100% sure if that's how you pronounce his last name, but He's a very impressive kicker. He outperformed Ryan Suckup in training camp, and I think if Ryan Suckup hadn't gotten the bag that he did in the offseason, hadn't performed the way he did down the stretch last year, Borregales could be the Buccaneers kicker. He is going to kick for somebody in the NFL this season. There's no question in my mind about it. Second on my list is Cyril Grayson. Uh, I agree with you there. You take a look at the wide receivers there. Grayson... Although he he does have you know talent, he did not do anything to be able to surplant somebody else that is above him on that depth chart. You hope he he squeezes through to the practice squad, but he might get an opportunity elsewhere. There are plenty of teams around the NFL that just have no talent at receiver whatsoever. And and side note, how Detroit could afford to get rid of Brashad Perryman with their wide receiver core i i will not understand at all um my third player out is cam gill for all the reasons that you just said so i'm not going to dive too much deeper into that my fourth player out is khalil davis uh this was a guy that was a game day inactive basically all season long last year really doesn't add anything to to the depth to the team there are other players that can fill in in those spots that can that outperform what Davis has done in, in practices and, and with the limited opportunity that he's had. I don't know. Maybe he needs to go somewhere where he does get some more opportunity. I just don't see him making this roster. And finally, uh, a little bit of a surprise, I guess, as far as the name recognition versus kind of who your first five out are. But I'm saying Jaden Mickens. Again, you take a look at the wide receiver core. We already have five receivers locked and loaded on this roster. I don't see Jaden Mickens making the team. All right. So those are each of our first five out in. We we shared Cyril Grayson, Cam Gill, and uh, that's it. That's we it. Had, yeah. We were the same five. For some reason, I thought we had another one. We had two of the same. Two of the five were the same. Three of them were, look, for the record, I mean, Jose Borgales, like, yeah, he's, he's not making the roster either. But James went for the low-hanging fruit. I did How not dare go you. for the low-hanging fruit. But that, hey, listen, it's okay. It's There's there's nothing wrong with that. So we have 13 spots open. So now let's flip it over to our first five in. 
And our first five out kind of signifies a little bit of how our first five in are going to go. And my first guy in of my first five uh, is wide receiver Jalen Darden. Yeah, he's not as polished on the offense, you know, but playing behind Evans, Godwin, Scotty, Tyler, AB, he, he's not, again, if we get to Jalen Darden on the depth chart as a necessary wide receiver, something that we need to step up and perform, we're already in one heap of trouble anyway. So I like him for his special teams contributions and his abilities to continue to practice, work, and develop. My next guy in is Earl Watford for every reason that Coach Arians loves Earl Watford. I just I just believe that Earl Watford is staying on this team. That's pretty much, that's the analysis, guys, okay? My next of the first five guys in is Nacho because Nacho. Kevin Minter is my fourth one because special teams ace, uh, defensive leader, veteran in that inside linebacker group. I mean, there's, there's no reason not to keep Kevin Minter. And then all offseason, all preseason, he has been the third inside linebacker on the group along there with KJ Britt is the fourth and Ross Cockrell, who honestly probably should be higher up in the list. And you kind of mentioned him in our guaranteed spots could, I'm, I'm sure there are listeners who said Ross Cockrell is a shoe in and I would not necessarily disagree with you, but honestly, I wanted to talk about Ross Cockrell here in the second one. The dude has been amazing. He's done a lot of things for this Buccaneers stepped up, played safety uh, when they needed him to Showed that versatility. There's no way Ross Cockrell's not making this roster. So he is my fifth of my first five in. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not going to argue with any of those selections. My first five in, uh, number one, I went with Ross Cockrell, and I realized he was your la- the last of your first five. To me, he became my first five the the minute that they cut Antonio Hamilton. Like, as soon as that happened, I was like, all right, Cockrell's, Cockrell's on the team. Um, my second one is Anthony Nelson. This is a guy that has contributed. He is a rotational guy. He provides depth to the team. And you'll notice my first five in, I went defensive heavy. You know, in the beginning, we we saw the discrepancy in how many locked in spots that we had between the offense and the defense. So my first five in are are all pretty, you know, defensive heavy. Third pick is Nacho because Nacho. Uh obviously Jalen Darden is on my list. This is a wide receiver that they traded up for in the draft. They expect him to be a special teams ace. He got all the special teams work up until, you know, I think what was it, the fourth quarter when Keyshawn Vaughn started returning kicks. And Bruce Aaron said it was his job to win. It wasn't necessarily his job to lose. He didn't have it locked up. I think he showed enough against Houston, given all the opportunity to return the kicks and the punts that he he forced his way onto this roster. Uh, he's going to provide some some speed, some trickery when when they decide to uh, to try to have a little bit of fun. But because I you know because I planned on having Darden on my on my roster, that's what allowed me to have Grayson and Mickens as my first five out there. Um, and my last one is Steve McClendon. This is a guy that they traded for. He provided some some support when they needed it along that defensive line. He's going to provide great depth. He's going to get some opportunity to get on the field. And I think it's, uh, you know, he's, he's one of my shoe ins that wasn't already listed along with all of our shoe ins. So, uh, you know, David, we, we do have to round out the rest of this roster and we're going to do so in just a moment, but we have to let everyone know that this episode is brought to you in part by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of make and makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? 
you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto, which is a family business who has been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain or a car dealership? Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every single customer, and they have everything you could need from brake parts and tail lamps to motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Wrapping things up here on a roster prediction Tuesday episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko, David Harrison. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at jarko underscore bucks at dharrison82. Uh, David, it is time for our final roster decisions. We have eight spots left that we each need to fill. And um, much like the last one, we're kind of going in order of how we made these decisions. Um, so my my next four that made the roster kind of in order of how I picked them, I have the the cornerback depth with D Delaney, who really popped on on Saturday against the Houston Texans. He fought, he battled to uh, to earn that spot on the roster, and I think he absolutely did it. Uh, next, with the loss of Tanner Hudson, I look to Cody McElroy to be the fourth tight end on this team. Uh, Bruce Arians openly praised his ability to block and, and was impressed with him, whereas he had openly criticized Tanner Hudson, maybe to light a little fire under him. Well. The fire was actually lit under Cody McElroy. I think he makes this team. Earl Watford, they need the offensive line depth. Watford's a guy that they brought back in who's versatile, who can, you know, they can plug and play, understands the system, makes sense for him to be back. And I am going to go ahead and give a roster spot, even though, you know, we already have, I already have D Delaney on the team. I think Herb Miller makes the team as well. I think he did enough. Those two battling it out. I think actually bumped them up to corners four and five, whereas it seemed like they were both battling for cornerback five. I think they both did enough now to make this roster. So my next four in, D. Delaney, Cody McElroy, Earl Watford, and Herb Miller. Yeah, that's that's a solid four. And my first four, I'll tell you, out of my final eight, seven of them are defensive players. My last offensive player to make this roster was offensive lineman Josh Wells. You had an offensive lineman in your first four here, the last eight, so do I, but I already had a Watford on my roster. So Josh Wells gives me nine offensive linemen. He, you know, he seems to be a little bit of a favorite for like that, that uh that declared, you know, eligible wide receiver who's really a blocker. So I just think Josh Wells stays on this roster. I then added Steve McClendon for all the reasons you mentioned in one year in your first five in. 
segment. Steve McClendon, a, a good, solid player, veteran leader who really stepped up for this team when they needed him, so he stays on the roster. Anthony Nelson is my next guy still on this roster to round out that outside linebacker group. He gives you four outside linebackers. Anthony Nelson is a guy that we know that inside the building people are really high on. I don't know that I see it as much as we're told people inside the building see it. So if they still see it, then Anthony Nelson on this roster. And then K.J. Britt, I love the draft pick. I love studying the player, talking to to Locked On Auburn people about him. And I just I, I thoroughly enjoyed what we saw out of him in the preseason. So my final of my first four of my final eight, if all that makes sense, is linebacker K.J. Britt. And funnel, funny enough, the first of my final four to make the roster is also KJ Britt. I think we both really like what we've seen out of him. He can provide some depth. He can provide some special teams help. Uh, so I, I love having KJ Britt on this team. Next is a guy that you talked about in the last segment, special teams ace, another linebacker, and that is Kevin Minter. Uh, I, I, I'm almost disappointed in myself for pushing him this far down my list of players to make the team, but I think he for sure uh, ends up on the team. Now, somebody that I actually tried to find a way to not make the team and my hand was kind of forced is Josh Wells. I, I don't like what I saw out of Josh Wells, but I think the Bucks are kind of backed into a corner. They have to have him for that depth on the offensive line. Yeah, in, unless they can find somebody who is also dropped off of a team that they can pick up on waivers, Josh Wells, I think, is going to end up making this roster. And then my final battle, um, somebody who I really wanted to put on the team, and he was in your first five out, was Jeremiah Ledbetter. I like what I've seen out of Ledbetter. I think he would provide you know some stable depth. He plays well when he gets the opportunity, but I couldn't bring myself to put him on the roster over Grant Stewart. It's another guy who has impressed when he was on the field. He was breaking up passes. He flocks to the football. Um, and, and ultimately, it's this isn't why I'm putting him on the roster, but it is a great story when Mr. Irrelevant can make your final 53-man roster when you are the defending Super Bowl champion. Yeah, absolutely. And so my final four on this roster, D. Delaney, the defensive back, I think the two interceptions really helped him. Coach Arians talked about how he did well in special teams as well, so that earns him a roster spot. And really, that kind of fleshed out the depth that I need, quote-unquote, at every position. So then it was kind of just, who do I want to keep? Herb Miller is a guy that I kept for as well, another like another guy that you kept as well. And again, just showing that he could battle it out, and you kind of look at it, right? So why did Ross Cockrell have the opportunity to show his versatility? Well, because he had injuries at the safety position, so they needed him to kind of step up, right? So if those injuries continue to be a bother, or if they creep back up, you have a guy like Ross Cockrell, but now if he's playing safety, you have a hold the cornerback position. Well, Mike Edwards, we know, can play a little bit of corner, especially, you know, nickel can do that kind of thing, but really he's turned into more of a safety. So again, if you need him in safety, you need another corner. So we kind of take both those guys out the equation. So Dean Laney and Herb Miller making this roster seems to make sense. Khalil Davis, yes, he's a game day inactive a lot of times, but I think he's on the roster for a reason. I think they really like what he brings. They like his athleticism his energy. So I just feel like they're going to continue to carry him probably going to be inactive for a lot of games as well. Uh, and then same thing, Mr. Irrelevant final pick in the NFL draft, final guy making my roster, Grant Stewart and, and James, that gives me the roster. We have our automatics. So if you roll back down through it, uh, I added Jalen Darden, Earl Watford, Josh Wells, Steve McClendon, Anthony Nelson, KJ Britt, Grant Stewart, D Delaney, Herb Miller, Ross Cockrell, Kevin Minter, Nacho were all added to my roster after 
the uh, the initial automatics, my final five or my first five outs, Cyril Grayson, Jeremiah Ledbetter, Chris Cooper, Cam Gill, John Molchon, and then uh, you heard my final decision. So that's my 53-man roster uh, for the Buccaneers to go win another Super Bowl. Yeah, whereas after we had our our slam dunks, no doubters, the, the first 40, basically the final 13 that I added, uh, Jalen Darden, Steve McClendon, Raheem Nunez, Roaches, Anthony Nelson, Ross Cockrell, Cody McElroy, Earl Watford, Josh Wells, KJ Britt, Kevin Minter, Grant Stewart, D. Delaney, and uh, Herb Miller, my first five out were Jose Borregales, Cyril Grayson, Cam Gill, Khalil Davis, and Jaden Mickens. With that, David, we are out of here. I will be back tomorrow on a WTSP Wednesday Joined again by Evan Klosky. He was off for a couple weeks on a real nice vacation. We're, we're going to get caught up with him and talk about this Buccaneers roster. Because by then, David, we're going to know what that initial 53-man roster is. We're going to have some reaction. Maybe talk about who we think could sneak through to that practice squad. But until then, make sure you check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Send us your questions and your voicemails. You can email us at LockedOnBucksPodcast@gmail.com. You can give us a call at 813-444-5841. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.